Hello, and thank you for joining us today on Search for Truth. This is John Martin introducing once again our radio Bible teacher at Search for Truth, Brian Johnston. This is program 11 out of 12 in the series Tomorrow's Headlines, and today Brian looks at the rise of a major world religion in the pattern of Bible prophecy for what the Bible calls these end times. Again, Israel is the focus of these predictions, and Brian takes a look at how they might be fulfilled. Though in no way being at all overbearing or dogmatic about their interpretation, except where scripture itself carries its own guarantee, as in the return of Jesus Christ to take all believers to be with himself. Our singers remind us of this in the hymn, Lo, he comes with clouds descending. So far, we appear not to have said anything directly about the future influence of the Arab or Muslim world, although we ought to clarify that not all Arabs are Muslims. And although we've spoken about the Middle East, it's also worth remembering that a Middle Eastern country like Iran has a mainly Persian, not Arabic, population. We mustn't forget there are those differences between the labels Middle Eastern, Arabic and Muslim. In our review of Bible prophecies up to this point, As far as the Middle East is concerned, we've touched on Egypt and Jordan, while majoring on Israel and Iraq. But what about the great swathe of Islamic countries, from the Central Asian Republic of Kazakhstan, right round to the Western Sahara of Northern Africa? To the south and west, as well as to the east and north of Israel, there's this impressive, wide arc of predominantly Islamic countries surrounding it. Do Bible prophecies have anything to say about this? From Israel's point of view, it must seem like an intimidating swathe of countries, which sweeps down from Kazakhstan, through Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, and on to Algeria and her Saharan neighbours. Just how real is any threat to Israel? Does the Bible indicate hostility against Israel coming from this quarter? The key section is found in Ezekiel's prophecy. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face towards Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal, and I will turn you about. These names probably don't mean much, if anything, to us. The key question is, which parts of the world did they refer to at the time when this prophecy was written? For at least 900 years before that time, these place names were attached to the areas we know today as Turkey and the countries between the Black and Caspian Seas, like Armenia, Azerbaijan, Georgia and the southern tip of Russia, along with northwestern Iran. It's a fascinating focus on Turkey. 
Turkey looks west and east in today's world. It's recognised as a key player in the region. It, or especially its government, has in the recent past maintained close ties with the West. But on account of its Islamic population, it has also begun to look eastwards for support. It's been active in promoting the Black Sea Economic Cooperation Zone, a sort of common market that includes Armenia, Azerbaijan, Georgia and Russia alongside Turkey. In addition, Turkey has obvious cultural and religious ties with Central Asian countries, former Soviet republics like Kazakhstan and Turkmenistan. Both Turkey and Iran have been trying to woo these countries. What's interesting is that today we can see some kind of alliance emerging between countries which the Bible predicts will ultimately be in alliance with each other. More than that, they'll be the leaders of an invasion against Israel, as prophesied by Ezekiel. For he spoke of an attack on Israel carried out by people who would be living in the general area of Turkey and the land between the Black and Caspian Seas. But Ezekiel goes on to mention other nations who join with those countries, Persia, Ethiopia, Gomer with all its troops, Beth Togarma from the remote parts of the north with all its troops. Heading this second list is Persia, which is modern-day Iran. Iranians today speak the Persian language. Next in line to be mentioned by Ezekiel is Cush. Earlier in his prophecy, Ezekiel had shown that by Cush he's referring to an area south of Egypt in the region known to us as Sudan or Ethiopia. Students of Bible prophecy have been scratching their heads for a long time over this unlikely assortment of countries. An unlikely combination, and yet one seemingly indicated by Ezekiel long ago. What on earth would Turkey and some former republics of the Soviet Union have in common with Iran, Sudan and even Libya? Why should they conspire together to launch an attack on Israel? The best answer now emerging may seem to be Islam and the rise of Islamic fundamentalism. A report surfaced in an Arab language magazine some time back which claimed that Iran used the confusion following the collapse of the Soviet Union to purchase nuclear weapons from Kazakhstan. Iranian influence is also growing in Sudan, for apparently it sent its revolutionary guards to train the Sudanese army as well as to supply military equipment. Turkey, Iran, the Muslim republics, Sudan and Libya. Countries with little in common except their Islamic faith and the fact that Ezekiel implicates them in an attack on Israel. For thousands of years this alliance seemed improbable but it seems as if at last a grouping with Turkey and Iran as prime movers may indeed be starting to show signs of coming together. The big question of course is when will any attack take place? Coming back to Ezekiel's prophecy again we find after many days you will be summoned. In the latter years you will come into the land that is restored from the sword, whose inhabitants have been gathered from many nations to the mountains of Israel, which had been a continual waste. But its people were brought out from the nations, and they are living securely, all of them. It's something of a puzzle to know quite when this prediction of Ezekiel applies. It's said to be at a time when Israel feels secure, 
the land restored from the sword will be living securely. Weighing all of Ezekiel's clues, it may be better to set this among the Lord's judgments of the nations after the time when he himself has come as a deliverer to Zion. For Israel is described as the land restored from the sword. Besides that, we've already seen a pattern to Ezekiel's writing, one which seems to set out a series of events in relative time sequence. And these prophecies about this coalition of forces coming against Israel are sandwiched between Ezekiel's vision of Israel's revival, pictured in the Valley of Dry Bones, and his vision of what we take to be the future millennial temple. In the chapter, before we read of this attack, we are told that God's Spirit will take up Israel and they will be fully gathered into their land and united as one undivided nation. God will be in their midst and the nations will know it. Do these things not require the return of Jesus Christ to this earth to bring them about? And come he will to reign for a thousand years. The Apostle John in his vision of the future in Revelation chapter 20 saw an angel who laid hold of Satan and bound him for a thousand years. And I, John, saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given to them, and I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of the testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God, and those who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark upon their forehead and upon their hand, and they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. This is the first resurrection. When the thousand years are completed, Satan will be released from his prison and he will come out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together for the war. The number of them is like the sand of the seashore. And they came up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city, and fire came down from heaven and devoured them, and the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire. It's most interesting that at the close of this thousand years of peace, nations again described as Gog and Magog are said to gather to besiege Jerusalem. If this was the same attack that Ezekiel described, it would hardly seem that the current trends we've noted earlier could have any bearing on it. But if the thousand years of peace end with an attack from this region, is it not even more probable that it begins with one as well, since it follows on from the most turbulent of times and will be when God's judgments on the nations are still being carried out? In which case, the modern alliances between countries with a common Islamic heritage could be a factor. But if the timing of the attack is in doubt, the outcome is not in any doubt. For Ezekiel says of Israel's attackers, You shall fall on the mountains of Israel, you and all your troops, and the peoples who are with you. I shall give you as food to every kind of predatory bird and beast of the field.
God tells us in His Word, Second Corinthians chapter four, that the God of this age, Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. When Jesus asked the man born blind, "What do you want me to do for you?" the man replied, "Lord, that I may receive my sight." God loves to answer prayer, and He can restore your spiritual sight to see the Son of God as your Savior. I sincerely wish it may be so, and if you need any further help, we're your servants for Jesus to use. You can contact Brian at Search for Truth, Box two four six, Bolton, England. You can also ask about anything you've heard today or in this current series. Brian will be pleased to help. There's a free booklet covering all twelve programs. Why not send for a copy and additional copies for friends or a church group who might enjoy using it as a basis for study or discussion? Ask for the title "Tomorrow's Headlines." To the same address, search for Truth, Box Two Four Six, Bolton, England. Listeners in Australia should please write to Search for Truth, Box Seven Four Eight, Ringwood, Victoria Three One Three Four. You can also use email. Sft at churchesofgod dot info, or visit our website, www dot searchfortruth dot net. Thanks once again for the privilege of your company. I do hope you can join us at the same time next week for the final program in this present series. Until then, on behalf of Brian Johnston and Dave Shaw, our sound technician, this is John Martin saying goodbye and God bless. Enjoy.